for listening to our podcast from all over the whole wide world. And I'm here with my excellent friend and your excellent friend, Mildred Amukau. Hi, Pinky. How are you, Pinky the pig? I'm really good, Mildred Cow. <laughs> so what would you like to talk about today? I don't know you pick. Okay. Yes, please. Okay, well, today is a very famous woman, it would be her birthday. Oh, she's not alive anymore? No. She was born a long time ago. She was born on this date, December 10th, 1815. Oh, yeah. And her name was Ada Lovelace. Oh, that's a pretty name. I love Lace. Right, that's her last name. Well, that's pretty neat. Her father was a famous poet. His name was Lord Byron. What a poet, creative mind. Right. And her mother, her name was Lady Byron. Yeah. But um, her grandmother raised her more so than her parents. Uh, Her maternal grandmother. Oh, yeah, that's her mother's mother. Correct. And her father's mother, that would be called paternal. Why isn't it called fraternal? Mother, maternal, ma- I don't get it. I don't know either. Potato, potato. What? No. Regardless. Anyway, she she goes back. She is. She has the title of the very first person, not just a woman. Yeah. She. Ada Lovelace is considered to be the first computer programmer. What? In 1815? Well, that's when she was born. What happened was she, she had private tutors that would come to teach her. Yeah, teachers, private tutors. Right, and they taught her math and science and astronomy, and she learned so much at a really young age. And then she went to university, and she became, you know, an advanced mathematician. She went to the University of London, and when when she was 17, she met a man named Charles Babbage, and he's a very famous mathematician. He's considered to be the father of the computer. Wow. So she studied under him, and she continued her education at the University of London. And and in time, what happened was they came to her, and they asked her to... Well, she could speak many languages. Okay. You know, she's in London, England, but she could speak French and Italian. Wow. So she's very educated. Nice. So they come to her, and they ask her to translate this article that was written by an Italian mathematician. Yeah. So she translates it to English, but she adds her own ideas because while she's reading it, she gets inspired. So she adds her own thoughts and her ideas about this machine that he's got 
developing. And so now her thoughts, the original paper, her translation becomes three times longer than the original article. This is in 1843. So she expanded on his knowledge. Okay. So what happened was she had all these ideas and she put them down on paper, but it it never came into fruition. Fruition? Is that the word? No, Mildred, you're you're thinking of the word fruition. But that's pretty close. It makes it makes perfect sense because the fruit becomes a fruit and then the fruition. But no, no, the fruition it means like it comes into reality and it you know it, it becomes completed as it's planned. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. But the fruit becomes a yeah. I get it. Regardless, she had all this great math on paper. But it never came into fruition until many years later. I mean, she created like codes with letters and symbols, you know, and, and that's what computer people do today. Oh, yeah, kidding me? Those codes are crazy looking. They're like a mile long. Well, perhaps, but she was the first. She's considered to be the first computer programmer, but... All of her contributions were just on paper and they were never, they were, well, they eventually were recognized and discovered, but not until 1950. Oh, man. And she was born when? She was born in 1815. And she died at the age of 36, really young. So she gifted her contributions at a very young age. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the man who created the first, it was an engine. It wasn't even a computer. It was an engine. And I mean, he, he, he developed Charles Babbage. Yeah. The mathematician, father of the computer. Right, so in 1837, he had all this on paper, but he was never able to complete the giant piece of equipment. But his son, his son Henry, he actually built the machine and completed it, but not until 1910. And this machine, it was an engine. It was a big physical, you know, it would perform the mathematical calculations. Yeah. And it, it did it by machine because originally the word computer, computer, yeah, it referred to a person who would sit there and do the math. They would be called a computer. But then it was changed not until 1938 into a machine. The computer was called a machine because in 1938 was when the first modern computer was functional. Okay. And the actual first computer was created in Pennsylvania at the University of Pennsylvania. And and this was started the construction in 1943. It was not completed till 1946, but it weighed 50 tons. The first computer weighed 50 tons? Yes, and it took up 1,800 square feet. That's like the size of a house. Right, and it used 18,000 vacuum tubes. That's nuts. 
I know. I know. So, you know, we, we, we've come a long way, baby. Yeah, we have. But anyway, you know, I mean, Ada Lovelace, she was the first pioneer and not just the first person, not just the first woman, but the first person. Oh, that's cool. But the thing is, we don't really acknowledge her on her birthday like most of the time. Why not? Well, it, she's born December 10th. So, you know, I have all the holidays and Christmas and Hanukkah and people are really, you know, focused on that. So what what happened was it, there was just a day created as um, Ada Lovelace Day. Really? Yeah, because they they just wanted to make the day more convenient, you know, for the the most number of people to be able to celebrate and acknowledge her. So they decided they came up with the second Tuesday in October. That's considered Ada Lovelace Day. Okay, but she's actually born on today. Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, she's cool. Okay, Pinky, we're going to finish up the podcast with a quote from Ada Lovelace. Okay, yes, please. The more I study, the more insatiable do I feel my genius for it to be. Your best and wisest refuge from all troubles is in your science. The science of operations, as derived from mathematics more especially, is a science of itself and has its own abstract truth and value. Yo! Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to listen to that one again. Okay. <laughs> okay, Mildred, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you. I love you. <laughs>